0: Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Perek Memches, the Ela Shmos Hashvatim, And so we have reached near the finish line, 48 Prakim. We will be finished in Mirza Hashem today with Yecheskel and if I may add a personal note how gratified I am that we have completed so far this journey through Yahushua and Shoftim, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Beis, Malachim Aleph, Melochim Beis, Yeshayahu, Yermiyahu, and Yecheskel and for this I must express my gratitude uh, to the Gavurah Shul, to the Carfunkel family, to my good friend Dov Bear Ziskin, who have done so much to encourage me, to provide me with the resources I've needed, and Baruch Hashem, our shiur has grown uh, exponentially, over 500 separate shiurim, where we've got hundreds of people on the podcast each day, and for this, and of course to the Qadr's Baruch who I am exceedingly grateful So we conclude Yechezkel, as I say after 48 intense prakim, and we're dealing with the division or the second division of the land into nachelot, inheritances. We saw that in the time of Yahshua, it was done by a lottery, it was done on the basis of population. This division is done in by tribe, with each tribe getting the same amount. And I would refer you to a a good diagram of it on uh, page 387 of the art scroll, which shows it is 12, really 13, strips of land going from east to west, piled on each other north to south, each tribe getting the same amount. In the middle is an area, a giant area, known as Chuma. the uh, land of chuma In that very huge space is Yerushalayim, is the Mikdash, is the house of the king, is also the houses of the Levim and the Kohanim, and we will discuss that in a minute. I should also point out that unlike the other Uh, division of the land, there is no Aver HaYardayn across the east side of the Jordan, Ruvain, Garden, Chatzishevet, Menasheh, all 12 tribes are represented there. Uh, And of course, like most other things we've come to learn in Yechezkel, it is not even the division without its complexity, because even though everyone gets the same, if you take the land measurements, there is much more land available in this uh, new Israel territory. It is much more land, and what is it about? So some say that it's higher in the north and south portions, it's wider, etc., uh, but whatever it is, there is plenty of land to go around, and as we say, it is divided uh, equally. So. We begin with the land division. As I say, it's the same for each tribe. Um, the Ela, and we start with the tribe of Don. The Ela Shmos HaShvatim, these are the names of the Shvatim. And we should point out that the Shvatim, these 12 tribes are really such a centerpiece, such a pillar of our Jewish existence, that even though it's been hundreds of thousands and, and thousands of years since the 10 tribes disappeared, theoretically without a trace, we still speak of the 12 tribes in the Akris Hayamin. they will all be reunited, and one commentator says, and I quote, bara bara. everything that the Kaddish Baruch created, it's in the schus, it's the merit of the shratin. Uh That is why he says we have uh, 12 constellations, we have 12 months, we have 12 hours in the day, 12 hours in the night, 12 shiorim uh, to the shamayim. So that the tribes, notwithstanding that for many hundreds of years, and to this day, they don't exist as we know them, they are a very integral part. And so, again, we start with Don. It's going from the north. Derech is a place. Lavo Hamat, Hamat is a place. Chatsar Inon, Vulja up to the border of what we know is Damascus. Safona, Al Yad the Hayulot It is in the corner, the eastern corner. Hayom Don This is the inheritance of Don, one portion given to Don. And so we're going to repeat this. Uh, it continues the Yama, it goes from the east up to the sea, that one lot. So we repeat the same formula, from the east to the sea, Naptoli echad Naptoli one land vagvol Naptoli me from the east or past Yamah menasha echad so is the love of Menashe. and so vagvol menasha me past Khatma past Ephraim echad vagvol Ephraim me from the east or past yama to the sea now in the middle separating comes the truma ashetru Rochav, it is 250,000 almost wide, the Orechke Echot kim, going Mipash Kadima, Ad Pas Yama, the Hoyah HaMikdash, the Soho. And the temple is right within that lot. And so we see it is an enormous swath of territory. There, as we said, will be the Mikdash and continues the Navi HaTchumash HaTarimu HaShem the Truma which you will raise to the Kodesh Baruch in its sanctity Orech HaMisha V'Eshim if it repeats 250,000 the Roch of HaSeres by a width of 10,000 I'm sorry 20,000 a tremendous expansive territory Ula Ela and in that land Pasuk Yud says Teyeh Trumash HaKodesh La Kohanim Hamisha Chamisha VeEstrim Elef Va rocha Vaseres Alafim Again Twenty Thousand Feet For Kedima Roche Vaseres Alafim Twenty by Twenty The Negba Ore Chamisha VeEstrim And Going South It Will Be Chamisha esrim Elef The Higher Mikdash Hashem B'Sochol And The Temple Will Be Right In Its Midst. And so that's how we have it, in fact, divided. Uh, We should mention Baba Basra, Chuk Chuk Bey's Amlut Allah, which speaks of just the wonderful, miraculous divisions of that land, as opposed to even the first division among Yoshua. Let me read from Baba Basra. The low kechalucha shel olam hazeh, will be the division in the world to come. It's nothing like we've experienced in this world. How? A person has a grain field. Alo Pardes doesn't necessarily have an orchard. You have one or the other. one. one does not have a grain field, but one has an orchard olam haba, in the world to come, ein l'cha kol echad v'echad, there will not be a single person sh'ein lo behar, Uba ba shvei who doesn't have land on a hill, in a valley, a ravine, he will have the land of every kind, of every type himself, sh'nemar sh'ar, muvein echad, sh'ar yehuda echad, as we've just read, that each one will have one land that contains everything. That's the Kaddish Baruch Hu Mechalech L'Hen Ba'atzmah. Kaddish is dividing that land in the Messianic era himself. Shnei Mar and Ma'Shem. These are their portions. So that it is a division of land beyond our scope of awareness where everyone will have Whatever really desires, the wealth, the material wealth will be enormous, the tranquility, the srinah will all be present. So now we continue on Yun Olive, and it comes back to the question, by the way, Steve raised the other day, after all these thousands of years, who is going to serve as Kohanim? Do, do people know their genealogy? Do they certainly? They uh, cannot be expected to know the alvodo after a thousand years. The answer is given in Yudalov. There's one family, one family exclusively, and that is Sadok. La Sadok. The family of Sodok, Asher Shamru, Mishmarti, who have guarded my laws, Asher Sa'u, who did not stray the Saus Yisrael, Israel after B'nei Israel, Kasher Toh like the Levites did. Sodok has flawless genealogy. He traces himself back to Eliezer, the son of Aaron HaKohen, and he uh, was the Kohen uh, HaGodol in the time of Melech David. He, besides that flawless genealogy, he has remained totally faithful to the Kaddish Baruch Hu in the traditions, in the avoda. He will exclusively be the family of Kohanim in the Mikdash of the Third Temple, uh, that is Asid Lavo, that is to come. And the people in Shuma, the Kohanim, will have this Shuma alongside the Leviim, there will be, which we did not have before, housing for the Leviim. The Leviim will live there. Some say the Leviim will even get a portion uh, in that division of Nachla. The Halavim, Leumo Sgul Hakohanim, Chamisha VeEstrim Elef Orech, the Roche Vaseras Alafim. Again, that um, twenty-five by twenty-five thousand Kolorech, Chamisha VeEstrim elech the Roche Vaseras Alafim, with a width of a twenty-five thousand by ten thousand. Now, a special stricture prohibition for the Levim. Below Karumi Menu, below below Oretski Kodesh the Levites are absolutely prohibited from selling their land. It cannot be sold, it cannot be traded, and fortune tell us it cannot be sold to another lady, it cannot be sold to a Kohen. Uh, if it is sold, it most probably the sale would be nullified. And so it has to stay in the families for eternity. Let's say there's no kids, what do they do? You find an heir. You he's gotta have an heir a brother, a distant relative. Or then it may go back to a pool of Levium. But the Levites, there's an absolute prohibition uh, of, of selling their land. Um uh, the ale Midosera, these again, we repeat the measurements. Pas Tafon in the north corner, Chamesh Meos, Varbaim, Alafim. We pass Negev, south, Khamesh, Chamesh Meos, Varbim, Elofim, alpaim. We pass Kadim, east, Khamesh Meos, Varbas, Alpayim. Same measurements. We pass Yama, Chamesh Meos, Varba, Elofim. we saw this yesterday outside that city, the land Chuma. The Haya There is an open field. It's a gigantic open space, which we have said is purely for beauty, for aesthetics. That is to be remain empty, and it's a square, a giant square outside of the walls of Yerushalayim. The Negba South to the same distance. Kadima East twenty-five thousand Yama west. In other words, it's a gigantic square of land. And similarly, the truma, will have fields, and here is the most interesting thing, it will provide bread the workers of the city who are the workers of the city Rashi gives us a very strange answer the Gibbonites do you remember them the Gibbonites were the ones who in the time of Yeshua dressed themselves up as they're coming from a far distance they were really Canaanites and they come and they tell Joshua, we've come a far distance, we want to affiliate with you, we want to convert. Mistakenly, Yoshua converts them, then discovers the mistake, they are punished, but because he he said he gave his word, they are honored, they are protected, but they are reduced to the menial tasks in the temple, like as Rashi says, the water carriers and the woodcutters. Most traditions have King David getting rid of them completely, so that the idea they still existed is beyond means, and that they would be the beneficiaries of the food supply seems beyond uh, any kind of conception. And the Radak hits into Rashi for this and saying this is impossible. Uh, that Hinech is at Chaspis Harei uh, he goes on the haver here. Ya vodeh uh, b'shutei Yisrael. The kiloi you will give on him. Misharsim said there aren't going to be any Gibeonites in the future days. The lo yitachen it can't be possible. Sheu Givonimioshrei Yerushalayim dwelling in Yerushalayim, Eir Hakdosha, B'shvil Yisrael. The plans is not It's impossibility. so it's very interesting. to some of the forces feel maybe it's the OK or that the workers in the city lived off the produce. Those who administered the city, so. According to the Radaki, angrily says it can't be the Gibbonites, It's a very interesting uh, machlokes. Now we go to the rights of that Nasi, that all powerful figure. Again, a remarkable land uh in terms of space as it belongs to the city because you have the Kohanim and Levim there the Hanosa, the rest the remainder goes to the Nasi we said the Nasi is either the Kohen God or the Melech but in either case we say we confer on him this phenomenal wealth really as a deterrent to him exploiting the people of Israel like Achav, did. He's got enough money, he doesn't need their money. Danosa goes to the Nasi, Agul Kadima, the he has tremendous territory that goes to the well, east, north, west, and south. It is an incredible amount of land and wealth. As we've said, it comes right in between those tribes and then to the south of it are the rest of the shvatim. And it continues. The other tribes: Val gul binyamin mipaskadima at pasiyama shimon echad. The same formula: Val gul shimon mipaskadima at pasiyama yisachar echad. Val gul yisachar mipaskadima at pasiyama zevun echad. Val gul zevun mipaskadima east to west goes to the Mediterranean. These are the divisions of the land and these are the way they divided and again let me repeat that there is an excellent Map, I believe, on 347, a diagram that shows you just how this land is divided to visualize the stretch 387. Yeah. 448. Yeah. Here, Truma, the rest down here. It's so 448. I, uh, but there's another one. All right, it's an appendix. There's another one. That's a better one, by the way. Um, yeah on 387. Now, Pasuk Lama, we come to the conclusion, and it is a brilliant, beautiful vision of what the city, we come to the city of Yerushalayim. Pasuk The Eilet's tzotzos ha'ir, these are the exits of the city, it's interesting that they would start with the exits, chamesh arba alofim is the measurement. And similarly, each tribe has his own exit gate and it's interesting we talk about the exit usually the gate is to enter well isn't this another anachronism because cities don't today don't have walls I mean Yerushalayim has walls right walls that were there from From, ancient times right but the city if there's new it's not gonna be new walls walls yeah no it's gonna be rebuilt with the home of jerusalem and there are cities that are fortified today that have walls but yet Jerusalem definitely but the the key point here is the gates lead out and that's the point that in those days you are going to be finally that light to the world you are going to spread the kedusha of Yerushalayim and the Kedesh Urchu, everywhere, you need those exits to go out. Um, continues, uh, the measurements of Yosef Shah, Upas Negba, Chameh each one has these measurements, these 12 tribes. Um, we continue uh, with that, and we end Pasuk lamid He, it will be surrounded 18,000 around it what does that mean the Gemara tells us that this city will be so rich spiritually will be so bonded with the Kaddish Baruch there will be 18,000 Sadiqim sitting before the Kaddish Baruch and the name of the city Will be called Shema. So the most common meaning of the Shema is that Shem Hashem is there, the name of God dwells. And Shema could be the original name, etc. But there the Kaddish Baruch who will rest. And so after 48, as we say, intense chapters of Yecheskel going from the Maser Merkava, to the dry bones, to the destruction of the temple, to the exile, to the killings, to the battles. We have come full circle. Yochevet takes us to a rebuilt Jerusalem where the, the bonds, the connection between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and the Jewish people are so great, never stronger, the city never more prosperous, and that Kodesh Baruch has finally planted his Shina, accompanied by a promise never to depart, it is so intense and so beyond comprehension that Rashi gives a parish where he says, this isn't going to be a physical, literal Yerushalayim, this is going to be a Yerushalayim al-Shamayim, in heaven. It's a celestial conception barbanel angrily says no this is as literal as it can get it will be a Yerushalayim it will be a Yerushalayim of just an intense bond between Hashem and his people and we have the word that the Kaddish Baruch Shvina, is there, never to depart, a Yerushalayim of just messianic spirituality, an intense, prosperous, beautiful city that sends its message out to the world. Again, a Shchina never to depart. And of course, the bracha is that may we all be so to see that Yerushalayim built in our lifetime. So that concludes Yecheskel, and let's Hashem, go right into the last book of Nevi'im, Treyosar, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Be there, you won't want to miss it, Ad Khan.